What's going on, everybody? This is JVB, and you're listening to another episode of the Post Game Report. So, my favorite team, my favorite football team, is the New York Giants. And every time we play the Philadelphia Eagles, something weird goes on. It's especially when it's prime time. And what I mean by that, when it's nationally televised, either Monday Night Football or, in this case, Thursday Night Football. Ah. <sighs> It's always the same. It is always the same. It's like clockwork. Something weird is going to happen or something somewhat controversial or maybe a boneheaded play. And we know the miracle in the Meadowlands where Herm Edwards recovered a fumble. Instead of taking a knee, the New York Giants decided to run a freaking dive play. And there was a fumble and <laughs> the, the Eagles were losing and Herm Edwards picks up this fumble with seconds to go, runs it for a touchdown, and the Eagles win. That was the miracle in the Meadowlands. And since then, and there have been moments where the Giants have beaten the Eagles and have gone on to win the Super Bowl, things like that. But even with Randall Cunningham, where Carl Banks, it looks like Carl Banks is going to stop Randall Cunningham from a run Carl Banks goes for his legs. Cunningham looks like he's going down. Last minute, he puts his arm out, recovers like he looks like Spider-Man. He recovers himself, regains his balance, gets back up, and throws a freaking touchdown. Or Eli Manning (laughs) sliding for a first down and then going through this... uh, what seemed like an hour worth of replay time trying to figure out if he made it or not. You know, like that was a close play. The Giants eventually won that game. But who could forget the famous punt, right, where we were winning this freaking match, particular game against the Eagles, and all the punter had to do was not kick the punt to Deshaun Jackson. And guess what happens? He kicks the punt to Deshaun Jackson, and he returns it for a touchdown to end the game and win it. (laughs) So last night really was no freaking different. The Giants were winning by 11, I think, with four minutes to go. Somehow we managed to lose. Somehow we managed to lose the game, I think, by uh, two points. And you know what? Daniel Jones actually played... A really good game. You know what? Daniel Jones has given the ball up. And some of it is decision-making. And some of it is just plain bad luck. And, you know, a lot of people can say, hey, you know, the guy got to hold on to the ball when he's getting sacked, things like that. But how the hell do you know how you would react when a 300-pound guy is running full speed at you and you have no idea he's behind you? Some people are like, oh, he needs better pocket awareness. Have you played quarterback in the NFL? I mean, it's easy for us to say, but when you have a 300-pound guy coming down at you at speeds that this man is not supposed to be running, and you're trying to make a play as a quarterback, and that's one thing about Daniel Jones. He has been the one consistent, whether it's good or bad, on the offense. He leads the team in rushing, passing, touchdown throws. Okay, so 
He's a second-year player. He's also going through the same things that Eli Manning had to go through. A poor offensive line, a subpar rushing game. At least Eli, Eli Manning at some points during this stretch of, you know, uh, <laughs> poor football for the New York Giants. At least there were moments where Eli and Odell were the number one combination, quarterback, wide receiver combination in the league. And then you had uh, uh, Barkley as a, as a rookie rushing for over 1,000 yards. Uh, during the first two seasons or the last two seasons of the Daniel Jones era, he has not had Saquon Barkley for an entire season. He has not had Sterling Shepard for an entire season as of right now. So actually last night was the first time in a long time that uh, Ingram, Tate, and Shepard were on the field at the same time. But, of course, he's missing Saquon Barkley. And then the Eagles, their front four is very good. I mean, they're amongst the top in the league. They can stop the run. Not not as good as, let's say, Pittsburgh, but they penetrate. They're, they're a disruptive front four. And, unfortunately, with the heroics of Daniel Jones. And of course he had that 80 yard run where the last seven yards he trips and falls. And that was typical New York giants versus Eagles, man. I mean, I was watching it. I was in awe where, where I saw him rushing and beating everybody. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's going to score. And then all of a sudden you see him, you see how either he started getting winded or, and it looks like he was trying to look, you know, side to side, maybe he, he was afraid that somebody was going to come around and, and, and swipe at the ball. But whatever it was, something took him off track and boom, you know, <laughs> the turf got him. So it was funny to see. Thankfully, they scored a touchdown a few plays later because that would have been super embarrassing for Daniel Jones. But I say one thing about Daniel Jones, he's a fighter. He gets hit. He gets back up. He throws a pretty freaking football. He was, he was, uh, he, he's what kept us in the freaking game. He was what actually got us to, to the situation where the New York Giants were winning by 11 points. The defense gave up, uh, I, I believe it was four plays. The Eagles went four plays, scored a freaking touchdown, took a little, you know, took very little time off the clock. And then when the Giants got the ball back with, uh, with I believe, a five-point lead, Daniel Jones on third down leads Evan Ingram with a beautiful pass, and Ingram couldn't catch it. That would have sealed the game. And we had a punt, and the Eagles, what, the Eagles went down the field. It, it was a combination of bad freaking football and penalties that got the Eagles to where they were, to where they can score a touchdown. And it's just typical New York Giants versus Eagles, especially when we're, we're at their home stadium. There's just something about, <laughs> there's just something about playing the Eagles that you, you can, 
almost guarantee that there's going to be a situation that just doesn't happen in most football games. Only when the Giants play the Eagles. It's just comic. Comedy gold. And tragedy. Because, once again, the New York Giants are 1-5. in five. So, we're, you know, the Giants are at the bottom of the NFC East. Even though they've lost a lot of close games, they were actually in a lot of these games. That's the one sign of positivity you can take. The defense, they played inspiring football. But... Because they were on the field a lot, eventually they wore down. The The Eagles, with a depleted offensive line and a lot of, you know, uh, I don't want to say bad wide receivers, but, I mean, they're, they are NFL players, but they had backups playing at wide receiver. And they didn't even have their best offensive weapon, which is their tight end, Zach Ertz they still were able to move the ball when they needed to, and they still beat us. Well, not us, the New York Giants. That is good coaching. That is being in a system for years with a coach, Doug Peterson, who is not afraid to take chances and be creative, even despite having backup players at key positions. So I stated the first time I talked about the New York Giants how Teams with an established system where there's players, key players, such as quarterbacks, being in a, being in the system a few years already with, a, with an established coach, with a relationship with a coach, those are the teams that are much more successful. Look at Dallas. Dallas has a brand new coach. And despite winning, I think, two games, they lead the NFC East. <laughs> That's crazy. And their defense isn't doing that good. Their offense, uh, they, they were embarrassed by the Cleveland Browns. So it, it, it hasn't been good. I, I, was it the Cleveland Browns? Or I don't know. They, Dallas was recently embarrassed by their, their last loss. And I, I believe it was the Ravens. I don't, I, if it was the Ravens, look, the Ravens embarrass a lot of people. So. But Dallas definitely was was slated to be amongst the best teams in the NFL. But once again, they have a new coach, a new system to learn, and they have a depleted offensive line as well. They lost two key players, one of the best tackles in the NFL in NFL history, Tyron Smith. That's a loss you you really can't recover from. So, yeah. Yeah, there's no coincidence that the Eagles are the only team in the NFC East who have some sort of, uh, well, not some sort of. They have, they're the only team with an established core. And I mean coaching that has been there for years and a quarterback who has been there in the same system for many years. So there's no mistake or there's no coincidence why they are, you know, they could possibly come back, and despite having all these injuries, they can come back and win the NFC East. <laughs> it's so bad right now. But uh, since they're the only team with, you know, any type of uh, an established system that has been around for years, they they have the best opportunity. But, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the New York Giants because, yeah, it's uh, tough. Another tough loss for the New York Giants, but, you know, 
football. I love football. So watching football, despite the Giants losing, I still enjoy watching it, you know, because I do miss it when it's not around. It's a long off season when football is not around. So I got to enjoy it while it's still around or when it when when the season comes around. And and quite frankly, we didn't even know if we were going to get a football season. So got to appreciate it for what it is. And of course, me not uh, letting it get to me like it used to, these losses, it, it certainly helps me appreciate what the game is all about a little better. So anyway, I'm JVB, and I will talk to you guys later.